Hey, and welcome to the Rally Podcast. We're stoked that you're here. We hope that this would be a tool to help you pursue the presence of God, people, and the ways of Jesus. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy. We're back. We are on the roundtables, my friends. It is uh, a good year, Glenn. 2022, mate. How you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. I'm glad you're back from Australia. Uh, mate, it, it was beautiful. The weather was nice. Uh, got to work on the tan a little bit, and now we're back in the freezing cold. <laughs> a little better weather than Anderson? Just a little bit, but good to be back in the promised land. How's things been with you? It's good, man. Baby G is a year and a half now, and things are rocking and rolling with Rally. Come so. on. Well, we're good, man. We're, we're going to dive into the conversation. We're talking about relationships in February. Uh, we're just trying to get everyone paired up, married. And uh, if you don't want to get Valentine married- Valentine's Day is, is approaching. It's, it's game time for the lovers in the air of February. <laughs> but uh, today we want to talk about um, love versus lust. And I want to talk about uh, some, we'll talk about sex a little bit. Glenn's favorite topic to talk about. I feel like I'm the, I'm the sex and shame guy, man. If you want to talk about sex or shame, that's give, all they give, want me to talk about. Text Glenn Batson to three zero three zero three, and the consulting company will come and talk to you. That's it. But no, we want to talk about just uh, dating and and really the motives behind dating, the way in which we can date in a god honoring way, and just hopefully have a helpful conversation uh, around our relationships. Um, and I think for people in all different categories of life, there's still great things to to learn from this conversation and just really uh, dive into a little bit more around your story. Uh, yeah. I would love to, um, yeah, dive into your story and journey with dating. But uh, why don't you just give people a little framework around this idea of love versus lust, and then dive into a little bit of your journey with dating. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So, uh, lust is, uh, I mean, if you look it up in the dictionary, I think it's, uh, I, I wrote it down here. It's an intense desire or craving for something. And so in the context of, of, you know, uh, what we're talking about sexually, it's a, it's an intense desire or craving for sex that is outside the boundaries of marriage. Uh, or it's an, and it's an intense desire for something, an object or another person that, um, dishonors God or dishonors the other person. Uh, and I think, you know, love is defined, uh, God is love. And I think I, I heard Brad Cooper say this on a Sunday one time, he was actually talking about a marriage, uh, it was a mar- marriage series we were in. And he said that uh, G- Jesus proved his love in, in doing three things. He, he pursued humanity, he served humanity, and he died for humanity. Uh, and I think that when it comes to dating and relationships, that uh, if, uh, your your relationship you're in is is marked by by pursuing and serving and dying to yourself, um, whereas lust I think is the opposite of those things. Like it, it never pursues; it's always like self seeking. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it never serves or or dies. It's it's always trying to take something. Yep. Um, and so that's just kind of a, a brief definition of of the two. And so I'd say if you're in a relationship that is not, you know, you're, you're not in one where people are pursuing and serving and dying to each other, uh, that's a red flag. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. a red flag. And so for me personally, I, I grew up uh, and I grew up in church. But for me, when it came to dating and, and lust and uh, purity, uh, I got told the what, not the why. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Last, I, I was, yeah, like I, I just heard don't have sex. Uh, wait till you're married, honor, honor women and, and, you know, pat on the back. Good luck, you know? (laughs) And for, for a 16 year old growing up, it's like, you know, you start feeling all these emotions and these, you know, what a puberty and all of these things. And it's like, someone help me, someone help me. And if there's no foundation of, of why I'm doing this, um, it can, it can get you in some trouble. And so for me, man, I just, 
all cards on deck. I, I, I lost my virginity at a young age and really from, from middle school until, uh, my, you know, sophomore, junior year of college, I, I had a seed that was planted inside of my heart and in my mind at a young age of, of lust and, and kind of sexual immorality. And it really became like the driving force in my dating, uh, for the next 10 years. Um, which I, I, I wish so badly, like I said, that I could go back and have the why, because it, I think it would have saved me from a lot of heartache, a lot of frustrations, a lot of um, a lot of weird relationships in the meantime. So, yeah, I, I, I didn't I didn't know the why I knew the what. And um, I, I, thankfully, God has has used that story to redeem it and, and be able to help people and, and stuff like this. But um, that that was probably the, the biggest thing that that prevented me from pursuing purity in a, in a God honoring way. It's awesome, man. And I think now on the other side of that, <clears throat> you're obviously married a kid, you got mm-hmm. a, got a, got an awesome son in G and just, uh, but you are surrounded by in a context of, of young adults who, who are trying their best to, to follow Jesus and, and figure this thing out called dating. And, yep. um, I'd love you to even speak to, to just that. Why like of, of why, why date in a way for, from a place of love. Now it's easy <clears throat> to say like, I love you, but, but how, how do you, I guess, in another way to ask the question, just check your motives in, in dating rather than just dating because it's a nice thing to do or you want some company or uh, I don't think most people raise their hand, I'm dating, it's because it's I'm lustful. Right. It's like people want to, uh, a relationship. So I'd love you to speak to more just the heart of what what do you, when I say dating from a place of love, what, what does that look like in your mind? Yeah, I, I've heard it said like, Puberty starts at 13, and most people aren't. I think this is a stat. I don't. I didn't necessarily hear this said, but mo- puberty starts at 13, <clears throat> and most people aren't getting married till their 30s. And so you got over two de- decades of trying to figure out what the heck is dating, right? <laughs> and not only that, it's like everyone's got an opinion about dating. Uh, Hollywood does, culture does, your parents do, your friends do, etc. And no one, no one really has it figured out. But I love uh, this is from Ben Stewart does a, a series on this, but he talks about that very simply dating is is just a it's a process of evaluation uh, to see if it's uh, if you want to marry or spend the rest of your life with a person. Yep. And so to me, that is like that it that should be the starting block of of dating and, and right motives behind dating uh it's not like a status symbol dating is not a status symbol which i think is one that young adults it's like hey you're just in a relationship because it's the cool thing to do it should be moving somewhere yep. it should have a target in mind it, and, and 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 biblically i think the target is is marriage um and and with that i think the reason uh, purity is so important in the dating process is man i i um i i I hit on this so hard with young adults. I try to at least that sex is not just physical. Yeah. Right. Like um, I think in first Corinthians six, Paul is quoting what the church was saying that food for the stomach and sub for the food. Like basically what's the big deal? I, I get hungry and I eat. So what's the big deal about sex? I get in the, I get in the mood to have sex and I just have sex. It's just this physical thing I do. And uh, man, the, the biblical, uh, idea of sex is so far from the truth that it's just this physical thing. It is, it is a um, brain wiring, soul tying, like intimate bond that is that is happening. And when you do that in the dating process, um, and and you and you don't pursue purity, uh, it it begins to muddy and 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 eva- complicate the evaluation process of dating. Does that make sense? One hundred percent. So when when you really should be evaluating, is this the person that I want to marry and be with? If you jump into sex too early, it begins to complicate and muddy 
the process of evaluating someone's character, someone's integrity, someone's love for Jesus, because you're so consumed with getting physical with someone. Yep. And it's like, it, it becomes an addiction. It becomes something that, that it's all you can focus on. Uh, and it muddies that process. Yep. It, that, that happened to me a lot. It's like, I, I was so concerned with, with sex and, and pursuing that, that it, I didn't care about the person's character and heart and love for Jesus. And it almost blinds you to those things. So what changed for you over time, even in dating kit, and obviously you guys got married of, um, I guess, speak more to that journey of, 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 on the other side now of marriage of what, what, it, what does that look like in, in the way that you, obviously you married an amazing woman mm -hmm. share just, I'd, I think it'd be helpful. Just some observations of, of your dating journey with kit and, and maybe some lessons learned things you guys did well, things that maybe yeah. you, you would say to yourself, man, you could do this better Glenn. <clears throat> yeah. If you were to go back in time. Oh, there's so many things. <laughs> me too, bro. I laugh. I, I said this at rally last night. I feel like part of the reason that God allows me to be a pastor because I've failed in so many things and I have <laughs> credibility with everybody. Um, <clears throat> yeah, for one, I, I would have really taken more serious when Jesus said, you reap what you sow, uh, because I sowed so many things into my heart and into my mind, into my thought process when it came to sex and to passing physical boundaries. Mm -hmm. um, where now as a married man with a one-year-old at home, I'm almost feeling like I, I'm trying to like work backwards in, in this healing process. Um, and I'm, I feel confident sharing this. My, my wife uh, would feel as well. We're, we're, we've even been through counseling to try to navigate some of like, hey, how do we heal from this? How do we process this? Some old thought patterns. And so uh, Jesus was not playing when he's like, the, the, to answer your question, I, Jesus was not trying to, and I think I believed this lie growing up, <clears throat> that Jesus was trying to withhold something from me uh, when he was telling me to fight for purity and, and waiting till marriage. Uh, but now I, as a married man, as I'm kind of working backwards, I, I realized, man, God was never trying to withhold something from me. He was trying to, to give me the best uh, gift of sex. He is creator. He knows what's best for his creation. Excuse me. And um, I don't think I fully trusted him in that. And so that's one of the things, man, I would have, I would have trusted him better in that. Um, and then, and then another thing is this, uh, just more practical, like, uh, I, I forget who, who I heard this from. I, I can't take credit for this. It, it may have been someone at New Spring, but this idea of position over intention, uh, meaning, and I have this conversation across from coffee tables, lunches all the time with young adults who, um, they want so badly to stay pure in their relationship and they want so badly to do things the right way. That's their intention. Maybe going into a date night, maybe going into, you know, whatever it may be, but they position themselves in a way that failure is bound to happen. That's good. So for example, Hey, we went into this date night. We're going to stay pure. We're not going to do anything stupid. And then they're, they're on the couch at one o'clock in the morning and we're under watching, the covers. watching a movie together. And I'm like, dude, you're an idiot. You know, <laughs> That's yeah. like saying I'm going to go on a diet and surround myself with cookies and brownies every night. Eventually, I'm going to eat a cookie. Got to have that you cookie. Know? <laughs> and so I know that's silly, but but I it's think real. that it's real because I, I, I do. I believe that young adults who are following Jesus, young adults in rally, they really want to follow Jesus. And sometimes you got to go to those extreme measures. And maybe that looks like, hey, you don't go in your girlfriend or boy, boyfriend's apartment. Yeah. When you literally my wife and I, we got to a point where after after date nights, I would drop her off in her apartment and I would not go into her apartment because yep. it just wasn't wise and we wanted to position ourselves great, man. for success. Yep.
And I think something you, you spoke to just being in community, I think as people in, in groups and conversations, as, as we have this conversation, I think it's pivotal. Like even when I reflect on my dating journey with Taylor, of how important it was to have voices yes. in, in my life, of yes. mentors, people who, who are in my <clears throat> world, being an open book, like, hey man, we, we struggled in this way. We, we need help here. And because yep. so often these conversations can get into, because it's such a big topic is around sex and all these things. But there's also other, other parts of dating whether it's how, how are you treating her right like, are, are you are you being angry and yep. harsh yep. or are you being loving and kind and patient yep. how's your character are you, are you buy her a meal man like yep. don't be stingy like I, I think there's ways in which your your community is so important and i think it's it's specifically my big uh, encouragement to anyone a part of this conversation is i, I my danger bells ring for me with young adults when they're dating when they go into isolation and they don't, they close off doors to, to conversation yep. because there's so many areas where we need help. I still need help in all aspects of my life. Yep. And, and I think that's how we get better in following Jesus together. 100%. And something I've seen is a lot of time with young adults who are very physically attracted to each other and have a lot of great chemistry physically with one another. A lot of times having, a lot of times it blinds them to bad character. It's good. So I believe what is helpful in having a mentor or spiritual mom or mom or dad or, or couple that can speak into you is a lot of times they point out the bad character that your chemistry you have with this person has blinded you to. That's good, bro. Does that make sense? Yep. Um, I, that happened with me. Riley Cummings would, would speak things into me as I was dating Kit that I like, you know, that not that my wife has bad character. Maybe that was a bad example. My wife is amazing, but certain things yeah, that maybe blind, I wasn't blind, spots with, blind spots with each other that I just didn't even necessarily see because I was so physically drawn towards, yep. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, I, man, I couldn't agree more. What about people? So uh, I think so. there's there's a, obviously a big pool of people who will be listening to this conversation who are dating, but there's a massive pool who aren't dating. Yep. But I think for majority of people, there's this desire, man, I, I want to go about it in a God honoring way. But but maybe there is shame, like they they've they've had sex with someone yeah. or they've battled with pornography or or there's maybe feeling just entangled with lust and i think in a i think sometimes in church world there's there's we we elevate purity and and we we want to do it so well but then whenever we miss the mark it's we're just crippled with right. shame and i think you do have a great voice to speak to what would you feel like encourage anyone when it comes to shame baggage entangled in lust yeah well for one pure purity has become an idol to people like G Jesus needs to be on the throne of your heart, not purity. There's no like ranking system. If you've had sex, not had sex. If you're in Christ, no condemnation. The righteousness of Jesus is placed on your life. There's a, there's a level playing field. Um, but for me, man, I, I for one, remember remember your identity. Like remember who you are. Um, God, God says you're a son, you're a daughter. And I think I, I've told this story at rally before, but I'll never forget. I had a buddy who was sharing a story with me and he was talking about how his senior year of high school, he got super drunk at a, at a, at a high school football game. He got ended up getting arrested and he was laying on the ground in handcuffs and he kept thinking to himself, man, my dad's going to kill me. Like my dad, he's going to be so upset. He's going to be so mad. And he was sitting on the on the parking lot, hands behind his back and in, in cuffs, sitting around some cops. And he said his dad walked up and he ran after him and he picked him up and he hugged him. And he said, I love you. Everything's going to be okay. And he said, from that point forward, my life was changed. And mm. he said, I never, I never went back to that lifestyle. And man, I think that's like, that story has always stuck with me because for me and my journey with shame, specifically with, with pure, with lust and with sexual sin is when I realized that my dad was in the worst broken, dark moments in my struggle with this, he was picking me up, hugging me, saying, hey, I love you. 
we got some things we got to work on, but you're my boy. It's going to be okay. And that reality has like melted my heart and been the thing that wants to compel me uh, to obey to obey God when it comes to my purity. It's not a list of rules. It's not me striving and grinding harder to do the right thing. It is it is simply receiving God's heart for me, even in the midst of my brokenness with shame. Yep. Uh, that has made me go, man. You're that good, and and, and and even though like I'm I'm broken and I'm and I've struggled with this, you're still pursuing me. You're still loving me, and from and because of that, man, I I wanna I wanna fight for this. I wanna, and that reality has helped me in in the healing process more than anything. Another thing, practically, um, is uh, behavior modification sometimes gets a bad rep. I don't think behavior modification is bad. I tell people all the time, you should have guardrails around your heart until your heart is fully changed. Mm, so good. what I mean by that is in my journey with sexual sin, with with pornography, with, you know, et cetera, I, I was the guy that got rid of my laptop. I got rid of, I had 14 accountability partners. I, I got rid of all the apps on my phone because the explore page is the devil. I got rid of everything. And I remember I ended up, uh, you know, giving into temptation in my first year of marriage when it came to something like pornography. And I found myself going, God, what happened? Like I because I was I, I was free from it for such a long time when I got rid of all those things. And, and God made it very clear to me, hey, this was behavior modification. Your heart wasn't changed. And uh, as I've been on that process and and, and, and and still on the journey of, of fully healing from this, one of the things that I, I felt like God has taught me through the process is um, it is not bad to get rid of your computer. It's not bad to have guardrails around your heart, but just know that those aren't the things that are actually going to change your heart. That's good, bro. The things that are going to change your heart is receiving God's love, getting into community, staying in God's word, uh, spending intimate time with him in prayer. Like Those are the things that will actually change your heart, but having guardrails and specific things to protect you from whatever that thing is for you not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think I think it's huge because even even with, I think like for me practically, it's like with Eli a little. He's going to be two in May, and he's now in this chapter of life where he's he's trying to explore, but he doesn't know what's on the other side of some of his decisions making. Whether it's he's trying to be a super Superman or run down the stairs, it's like bro, you got to slow down a little right. bit. Like you're gonna hurt yourself, right? Or, or and I think having practical, helpful guardrails protects you while you grow into Bingo. maturity of following Jesus. Yes. yes. I think there's like I want to even bring it to wider widen the topic more of even in all aspects of life. Like for me and Taylor, our story is a little different. Fortunately, we're able to save sex for marriage and all yep. this. But I but I look back on our journey and there was still plenty of lustful things in my heart towards Taylor. Yep. But I look back on our journey. We will have been together. I think it's around. We've been together for like a decade now. And I think of our journey of 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 loving one another and and doing life together, going through really good times, at really hard times, and challenging moments, and all these things. Our relationship gets so much better when we ourselves hopefully just become a little bit more like Jesus yep. and, and and letting the Holy Spirit transform and renew and you see the fruits of the Spirit operate more in your life and going on this continual journey of, I want to be more like you, Jesus. Mm. So tap my heart if, if, why am I quick to get angry? Right. Why, why am I, why do I get stressed when this happens and letting the Holy Spirit transform you, but having practical, healthy rhythms and guardrails in your life to protect you yep. when your default is, is not necessarily a God honoring way. Yeah, that's great, man. That's amazing. I, I think another thing too, um, 
that maybe uh, I'm trying to be practical here because I, I know this is a, a, a hot topic for young adults, but uh, something that's kind of changed my, my perspective and mindset a, a, a lot of as I was going through this healing process and, and navigating, you know, lust and, and how to do this healthy and dating and, and all of these things. Um, uh, David in Psalm 51, he said, uh, uh, um, God, you don't delight. This was context after he had uh, slept with Bathsheba. Is that how you say her name? Yeah, I like it. That's a good Bathsheba. Pronounce. Yeah, Bathsheba. Uh, yeah, great. Uh, and and kid, killed her husband. And Nathan the prophet came and confronted him. And he and he goes and writes Psalm fifty one. And and in it, he's talking about basically his sin. And he's repenting and confessing. And he and he writes um, sacrifices. God, you don't delight in what you delight in is a cr- contrite and broken heart. Mm. Um, and man, that verse has always stuck with me because specifically he's talking about him, him having an affair and doing what he did with with her. And um, I used to think that I had to, you know, I had to prove myself and I had to do all of these these religious and, and, and good things to kind of gain right standing back with God and and make him proud of me again or make him pleased with me again and, or make sure he wasn't mad at me. And all of that is wrong. But the thing that God delights in a contrite heart over your sin mm. He delights in a broken heart over over your struggle with lust or pornography or, or or crossing boundaries in dating. Like that is the thing he he delights in is is you saying, God, I, I my heart breaks for this. Um, and man, that that little perspective shift has so has, good, so, has so helped me. It, it moves from a posture of white knuckles, like I'm going to do this by my mm-hmm. might, but God, I'm desperate for, it and right. I'm, I'm in surrender, and I need you to speak into that. And I, I think as we're we're going to start. Uh, the descent of the conversation Great. and land the plane, but um, I do I do want to say this. I think it's important to have a right framework, specifically around date. I've been thinking about this during the whole conversation. We don't want to be, just be good at dating. Like we should feel relatively uncomfortable with dating. Like dating is is a bit tricky. It's it's challenging, but we we want to be a good husband and a good wife. Yep. And I think we're all on a journey to, together to become a better follower of Jesus. And that informs the way that we live as a future spouse and everything in in that. And so in saying that, uh, I would just love to ask you when when you look at dating culture at large, um, good or bad, in in 2022, the people that you're surrounded with, is there any last uh, passing encouragement in this uncomfortable, tricky thing called dating to to young adults that you would just pass on? Yeah, I got a lot of thoughts. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, one one thing that I hear all the time. And I said this at Riley last night. So if you were there and you hear this again, I'm sorry, but I think it's helpful. Uh, this idea of like, man, I, I'm so lonely. I need a relationship. Mm. I'm so lonely. I need I need to start dating someone, or I need to get in a. And it's this, it's this idea that being in a relationship is going to solve your loneliness, you know. Uh, and that's just like J- Jesus is the thing that's going to solve your loneliness. He's the thing that's going to solve the the broken whatever inside of you that says I need to be with somebody. Like J- Jesus is is the thing, not a relationship, not being in a relationship. And so my advice off off that is, man, go so hard after Jesus. Go so hard after Jesus. Run in your own lane. Pursue Him. Say yes to Him. Uh, and if the time comes in God's timing to to bring someone who's going after Jesus, bring someone in your lane who's going after Jesus as well, and y'all are compatible and y'all have chemistry and all those things, praise God. But I think there's a there's a stress and an anxiety that's released when you trust that if you're going after Jesus and He's the thing that your soul is 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 longing after and in in saying yes to and submitted to. Um, 
it releases a pressure and a stress and anxiety to fi- to feel like you got to impress every person that you're Stay attracted to and yeah. feel like someone else is going to satisfy that loneliness. It's God. So stay submitted to him and uh, he's the thing that'll fulfill you. And, and in his timing, if, if it's supposed to happen, it'll happen. When Jesus is your obsession and, and the treasure of life that you find yourself, it would be hard for any man or woman to talk you out and, and derail you from, from that joy of life and knowing in Jesus no and doubt. find someone who's going after it with you together and that that's the joy and the beauty of of marriage is 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 that you're in in finding your true obsession and joy in Jesus yep uh, spot together. on so Spot on. I love it, man. Well, I'm thankful for you. Yeah, I hope uh, this was helpful. I oh, hope mate, this was helpful. You are you are the, the sex guru, Glenn, <laughs> oh, Glenn Batson. So That's weird. Te- text Glenn to 30303 <laughs> if you want any more. But no, so so grateful for you guys. Thanks for jumping in on this yeah, conversation. Man. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll see everyone on the next roundtable. We love y'all. Thank you. Thank you for joining the Rally Podcast. We hope it encouraged you. We'd love for you to be part of the Rally family. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and YouTube at New Spring Rally so you don't miss a thing. Also, if you'd like to connect to a campus, text Rally to 30303.